Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew. Hey, guys. I'm Suzanne. And this is the QLips English Podcast. Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to QLips. You are listening to Catchword, which is the series where we teach you idioms, phrasal verbs, and expressions that will help improve your English listening and speaking. And in this episode, we'll teach you two idiomatic expressions that look similar, but actually have completely different meanings. Those two expressions are a slap in the face and a slap on the wrist. And to help me teach this lesson, I'm joined by my co-host, Suzanne. Hey there, Suzanne. Hey, Andrew. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. So yeah, we're going to kick this episode off with a shout out, actually, to one of our listeners from Saudi Arabia, Rifa Al-Sharif. I hope I said that correctly. Please let me know if I didn't left us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And Rafa wrote, great, five stars. You make me better in the English language day by day. Thank you so much. Fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> we love that. That means we're on fire. It's a very hot review, Suzanne. Hot review this podcast on fire. And then, um, so Refa Al-Sharif via Apple Podcasts in Saudi Arabia. So thank you so, so much for that excellent review. Shout out to you. Yes, thank you very much, Refa. And listeners, if you'd like to get a shout out in an upcoming Culips episode, then please leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to us, because doing this will just help more English learners from around the world learn English with us. We're going to get started in just a moment, but before we do, everyone, I have to let you know that there's a transcript and study guide for this episode that's available for all QLips members. Following along with the guide while you listen to us is the best way to study and improve your English with QLips, and we highly recommend it. Plus, when you become a QLips member, you'll get access to lots of special bonuses like invitations to our monthly live streams, access to our members-only series, The Fluency Files, and more. So to sign up, become a member, and get the study guide and transcript, just visit QLips.com. All right, Suzanne, so let's get started with today's lesson. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, the two expressions that we are studying today look similar. They both have the word slap in them, a slap in the face and a slap on the wrist. And they also have a body part in them, right? Yeah. Face and wrist. However, that is where the similarities end because they actually have very different meanings. And this is a kind of different focus than we usually have here on Catchword because usually on Catchword, we teach everyone about two idioms that have a similar meaning or that you can use them in a similar situation. But today's focus is different. The expressions look the same and you might think that they're related, but actually they're very, very different. 
So why don't we start with the first expression for today, which is a slap in the face, a slap in the face. Now, maybe the first thing we should mention, Suzanne, is what this word slap means. Could you tell everyone what a slap is? Well, the literal act of a slap is, right, like taking your open hand and smacking it or hitting. Usually a slap is on like a cheek or a face, right? Like in a movie, you might see that somebody, how could you? And you, bam, slapping it right there in the face. It's usually like a face cheek or a butt cheek. Those are usually the two places that get slapped. If you think about like football players or something, right? When they congratulate each other, they slap each other on the butt. <laughs> yeah. You can also slap a high five, right? Like each other's hands. Right. So it's really just when you hit someone with an open hand instead of a closed fist. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So that is what the literal meaning of this expression is, but actually we use it idiomatically and it has a very different meaning. Yeah. So uh, what does it mean idiomatically, this expression, a slap in the face? It's usually used in reference to something that's very insulting, but it's not necessarily, you know, an insult that someone might may say on the street maybe like a stranger or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. A slap in the face is usually an insult or a form of disrespect that's done by someone that you might know or that there is a little bit of a relationship or history with because in order for you to feel that deep disrespect or hurt, you kind of need to have that history with that person Right. Mm. So like if someone just cuts you off in traffic, that's not a slap in the face. That's just, you know, ah, man, that wasn't nice. Right. Mm -hmm. But a slap in the face is usually when you think this person is going to be truthful or respectful and then suddenly they aren't and they catch you by surprise and they slap you right in the face with disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very good definition there, Suzanne. So a slap in the face, if somebody cuts in line while you're trying to get onto the subway and they sneak in onto the subway in front of you, you know, that's not really a slap in the face, right? Is that a disrespectful thing that that person did? Yeah, but you don't really have a relationship with them. And you'll forget about it after just a moment. It won't like haunt you for a long time and make you feel really upset for days and days after. But Suzanne, could you give us an example? Maybe you could use me and you because we have a long relationship, right? We've been friends for a while. So maybe this would be the perfect context to uh, give uh, a slap in the face example. I think if we're maybe me, you and I went to dinner and I just got up and like left and I didn't leave you any money and I'm like okay bye and you're like uh Sue um you gotta help pay the bill you know and I just leave and I don't leave you any money or any knowledge of how I'm gonna pay and share the cost with you well that's kind of a slap in the face right 
It's like I suddenly just get up and go, bye, and I leave. And it's like, uh, what? Um, oh, I'm paying for this dinner? I didn't know that. That could be a slap in the face. Yeah, Suzanne, I think that is a perfect example. If we went for dinner and then suddenly, you know, after dinner, maybe you ate a delicious meal and we had a good time together, but then you just stood up and left and ghosted me at the end of the meal, I'd feel kind of disrespected. Like, were you just using me for free food? Like, that would be a slap in the face, right? You didn't physically smack me and slap me in the face, but the lingering feeling is kind of the same. I feel like you almost just slapped me in the face. Like I feel hurt and upset. And that is why we use this expression to talk about this specific situation. Yes. I'm sorry. I would never do that to you, Andrew. (laughs) I know. I know. Of course, Suzanne, this is just an example. Speaking of examples, why don't we listen to our first dialogue example with this expression, a slap in the face. Sounds good. Let's go. So I got some bad news from my boss today, unfortunately. Oh no. What did she say? Well, apparently our office's sales are down over 25% from last year. And because of that, the company won't be giving out a year-end bonus this year. But aren't your sales numbers up this year? Yeah, they are. And that's what makes this such a slap in the face. I've been working my butt off, and all I get as a reward is a smaller paycheck. Ugh, what a joke. That stinks. So in this example, we heard about a guy who feels like he just got slapped in the face. And that is because his company won't be giving him a year-end bonus, even though he's performing better than ever, his sales numbers are up, he's performing really well in his job. And, you know, when your company decides to not pay you money that you're expecting, and you're working hard for them, you know, you wouldn't feel very good in that situation. You would feel disrespected, you would feel upset. And with your company, you have this relationship, right? It's an employee-employer relationship, but it's still there. And if your employer disrespects you like that, it can only feel like a slap in the face. You can only feel upset and disrespected. Yeah, that is a slap in the face from that boss. What an awful thing to do. Okay, so now let's listen to example number two. Perfect. Let's do it. Hey, did you hear about the government's new decision? No. What did they announce? They'll be cutting grants for artists by 50% next year. What? That's horrible. I understand that the economy is struggling right now, but this just feels like a gigantic slap in the face for all the artists in our community. Is there anything we can do about it? The best thing you can do is email your local representative and tell them that funding the arts is a priority for you and you expect to see it restored in the next budget. I'll definitely do that. So in this example, we have kind of a a slap in the face from the government, right? From this entity, from this uh, larger institution. 
And these uh, two friends or two people are talking about how the government is just cutting funding to the arts by 50%. So it's a huge cut in their funding. And that it just seems at this time a big slap in the face. Like they are just saying, we don't like the arts, right? Or we don't care about the arts. Just a big disrespectful kind of act. And so they're getting riled up to do something about it. Yeah, exactly. So Suzanne, this is a little bit of a difficult uh, example. I think there are a couple of things that we could explain in a bit more detail. The first one is cutting grants. Now, a grant is almost like a scholarship for, not for students who are attending school, but it's usually money that the government gives to citizens to do something. It's like an investment. You could get a grant if you are a scientist to do some kind of research. You could get a grant if you're an artist to create something. And in Canada, there are lots of these types of grants that artists can apply to. And so in this example, these two characters were talking about this cut that the government decided to do to the grants for artists. And the artists in the town, they really felt like this was a slap in the face. Not just a slap in the face, but a gigantic slap in the face. Yeah. So it's very disrespectful. They feel very upset and that the government doesn't really appreciate what they do for their community as artists. I feel like both of these examples, example one and two, both show that a slap in the face also can constitute or include the element of working hard for something and then someone else or an outside entity or an outside force totally wiping that away, right? Or taking that away from the person. Mm-hmm. and. I think that's similar to what we said earlier about there being a history, you know, either with a friend or maybe history with a company, right? Of working hard, putting in effort, and then, oof, it just doesn't happen because they took something away or didn't appreciate all of the work that you put in. So, yeah, I think that really shows that in both of these examples. Yeah, it's an excellent point. It's almost like there is a deep feeling of unfairness involved, right? When you really feel like something is unfair. You worked hard for that bonus, but then you don't get it. You are an outstanding artist in the community and you believe in the arts. And then suddenly the government just says, that's not a priority for this country or for this city. And then they take it away and you feel that's very unfair. It's like this exact kind of situation where we would say that that feeling is a slap in the face. Now, Suzanne, there's one more thing we should mention before we move on to our second expression for today, and that is the preposition in, because I think a lot of our listeners will be confused. Why is it a slap in the face? Maybe logically it feels like it should be a slap on the face, right? But that is just one of the weird things about English. And I would encourage our listeners not to get too caught up 
with this point. Okay. If you try to think too deeply about prepositions, I think it can actually be hurtful. I know logically for me too, it makes sense to think about getting slapped on the face, but it's just one of those collocations. It's one of those words that go with another word. When we're talking about face, it's usually in this situation in punch you in the face, slap you in the face. Even though it feels logically like it should be on, we use in. Now, keep that in mind and you'll have no problems with this expression. And I think now we can move on to expression number two, which is a slap on the wrist. A slap on the wrist. We're not talking about the face anymore. Now we are talking about the wrist, which is the area that connects your arm and your hand, Suzanne, usually where you wear a watch or a bracelet, right? Yep, exactly. And you can take your pulse. (laughs) Exactly, yes. So uh, a slap on the wrist has a very different meaning than a slap in the face, right? Could you explain what a slap on the wrist means? Yeah, so it's really used when it's kind of a light punishment a gentle punishment, maybe more like a warning than a punishment, really. And it's like a lighter slap. It's not quite the gigantic slap that we talked about in the first expression. So yeah, it's a small, light punishment that doesn't really fit the seriousness of the crime or offense. Exactly. So Let's just step back for a moment. Uh, What a slap on the wrist is then is a kind of punishment, a punishment for doing something wrong, right? So if you break the law, then you usually have to get a punishment for that, right? You can't just break the law and not receive no punishment at all. Maybe it's a fine, maybe it's uh, community service, maybe you have to go to jail or prison, there's some kind of punishment. Or if you break a rule, maybe at school or at your office, you don't follow the rules, then there is some kind of punishment. Maybe it is a detention or going to the principal's office or something like that, right? So this is what a slap on the wrist is. It's talking about this kind of punishment that you receive for doing something wrong. But it's a very, very, very light, easy punishment. So maybe we'll take the example of drunk driving, Suzanne, drunk driving, a very serious offense, right? Yeah. And if you were driving drunk and you got caught by the police, we would expect that the punishment would be very severe and very serious. Maybe you would Uh, get your driver's license taken away from you. Maybe you would never be allowed to drive again. Maybe you would have to go to jail or do months and months of community service. Like that's a serious crime. There should be a serious punishment and a serious consequence. But maybe for some reason you didn't receive a punishment like that. And all you had to do was not drive for three days. And then you could drive again and everything was fine. Right. Well, that doesn't seem like it matches up, right? A serious crime like drunk driving should have a serious punishment. And if it doesn't, and instead you get a very light punishment or almost just like a warning, hardly any punishment at all, then that specific situation is what we say is a slap on the wrist. Exactly. It's just a little, oh, it's okay. Tap, tap, tap. 
you can go. You can go. <laughs> you can pass. All right. So listeners, if you keep this meaning in mind that a slap on the wrist is a very light punishment that doesn't match the crime or the offense that someone committed, then you'll be able to understand the next conversation examples that we're going to listen to right now very, very easily. So Suzanne, why don't we listen to conversation example number one right now? My car was broken into last night. What? Oh, that's horrible. D did you call the cops? Yeah, I filed a report and they actually caught the person who did it. Did you press charges? I did, but the person who broke into the car was only 15, so they'll just get a slap on the wrist. Ugh. What about your car? Is it okay? Yeah, thankfully nothing was missing and there's no damage to the car. Oh, phew. So in this example, we heard about a person who broke into a car, but because that person was only 15 years old, they're only going to get a slap on the wrist. They're not going to get a very severe punishment for that crime. And I guess this is probably different in every country around the world. Suzanne, maybe some of our listeners could tell us about their country, where they're from, but at least in Canada and I think in the United States as well, juvenile offenders is what we call them, young people who commit crimes usually under the age of 18, they receive a much lighter punishment than an adult would. And I think that makes sense. You know, they're not as fully developed and uh, sometimes this feels very unfair, right? Sometimes this makes us very angry. I can imagine if my car was broken into and then the perpetrator, the person who committed the crime, just got a slap on the wrist and kind of like a warning, no real punishment at all because they were young. Maybe that would feel unfair. Yeah. But I think probably overall this is a good thing. But uh, like I said, it might be different country by country. And listeners, let us know what it's like in your country. But I think this is the perfect situation to use this expression, a slap on the wrist, because that criminal didn't really get a severe punishment just because they are a minor and they're very young. It is the same in the U.S. as well. I think they are treated like a minor and they get a minor <laughs> a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> a minor punishment. Usually maybe a slap on the wrist to start, a kind of warning. I, I mean, it's not like nothing happens. There has to be some kind of process. Usually they go to courts and maybe they have to do some volunteer or community service. But yeah, many minors don't get punished too severely for the first offense. And then maybe later, if the behavior isn't fixed, then things can get more serious. But we won't focus on that for now, Suzanne. Instead, what we will focus on is another usage example. So let's take a listen to that example using this expression, a slap on the wrist, now. Hey, what kind of a kid were you when you were in high school? Me? In high school? Well, I was a pretty good kid. Didn't get into too much trouble. What's the worst thing you did? Hmm. I went through a shoplifting phase, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, I once got caught stealing cheese from a grocery store. No way. Did you get in trouble? 
Nah, luckily I just got a slap on the wrist, but it scared me enough that I stopped. I guess you learned your lesson. Yeah, thankfully that phase didn't last too long. Andrew, I can't imagine you stealing things. No, Suzanne, this is not a story about me, but it is actually a reference to one of my friends. I do have a friend that got caught for stealing cheese from a grocery store. Well, this is a great example. Again, in this example, the person was a kid, right? Was a juvenile. A high school student. A high school student. So they were under 18. And, you know, if this is based on your friend, I'm sure they were happy to just get a slap on the wrist and not have to do any kind of hard time. But that's really similar to the the first example where the punishment here was reduced. So maybe they just got, you know, a warning, a talking to, or a lecture from the authorities not to do it again, which would be considered a slap on the wrist. Just like, hey, don't do this again, okay? Because we got our eye on you. Yeah. Kind of like the, maybe the manager took the student aside and was like, we know you stole the cheese. Give it back to us. We're not going to call the cops this time, but just don't come back to the store ever again, right? So there's not really any like lasting repercussion to the shoplifting act. And that's exactly why we can call it a slap on the wrist. Yep, exactly. I think too, when you are a kid or when you have kids, you know all about slap on the wrist kind of things. You know, I just want to say quickly um, an example of this uh, literal example of a slap on the wrist is when I was little, my grandparents owned a bakery in Brooklyn, and it was so yummy, all of the food and the pastries and, and, and breads and things. And I would sometimes want to reach into the case and pull out a delicious treat like a cannoli or a cookie. And my grandmother would slap me literally on the wrist because she would be like, nope, you know, that's for the customers. And she would slap me on the wrist. And I think it's, you know, maybe a little shocking, Mm. a slap on the wrist, figuratively and literally, but it is just a minor, tiny little punishment. So something to remember. Yeah, it's pretty much like the smallest punishment that you could give somebody physically, right? Like if you just kind of tap them, slap them on the wrist, it's not like getting slapped in the face or, you know, punched or something like that. It's it's very light. And yeah, that's a great example of <laughs> how you received a kind of light punishment literally back in the day, Suzanne. There's one more thing that I wanted to focus on from this conversation example about the cheese shoplifter before we move on and wrap this episode up. And that is that they talk about a phase, going through a phase, right? He said, I went through a shoplifting phase. And at the end of the conversation, thankfully, that phase didn't last too long. And this is a word that we use to talk about stages of development when you're growing up, right? 
Could you maybe tell us some other phases that young people might go through on their way to adulthood? Yeah, I mean, I remember my sister went through a phase where she had an imaginary friend. She talked to an imaginary friend. <laughs> Classic. Or maybe you could have a phase where you really like dinosaurs, right? And you're obsessed with like a color or a dinosaur or a, you know, a cartoon or a TV show or something. Um, you can maybe be into a kind of music or a band and you really just want to listen to that music all the time, 24-7. You want to go see their concerts and wear their t-shirts. And this is kind of what we would call in English as going through a phase mm -hmm. because you start, you go through it, and then it ends at some point. Maybe you will still continue to listen to that music, for example, or like that music, but you're not going to be obsessed with it to the extent that you were during that time in your life, <laughs> during that phase. Yeah, we also have the expression, a rebellious phase. Oh, yeah. Which we use to describe teenagers who are rebelling against their parents and not listening to their parents and, you know, doing the opposite, really, of what their parents want them to do. I'm sure it causes a lot of problems for the parents of teenagers, but we call it a phase because it doesn't last forever, right? Usually it's temporary behavior that maybe lasts for like six months or a year or something. And then eventually the youngster develops enough, grows out of it and behaves in a different way in the future. I think we could do a whole podcast episode on phases, don't you think, Andrew? Yeah, that's a great idea, but we'll save it for an upcoming episode. So listeners, stay tuned for that. We're going to wrap things up here for today, but before we do, we should review what we covered in this lesson. So we took a deep look at two expressions that on the surface seem very similar, but the meaning is actually quite different. The first expression was a slap in the face, and we use this expression when we are talking about an action that somebody or some organization like a big business or the government does that really makes you feel disrespected and upset and that life isn't really fair at all. And then our second key expression was a slap on the wrist. And this is an expression that we use to talk about a punishment that somebody receives that is very light, very easy, and doesn't really match the seriousness of the crime. So if somebody does something illegal and then doesn't really get punished at all for that crime, then we'd say it's a slap on the wrist. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode, everyone. Thank you for listening. We hope you learned a lot with us here today. If you want to get the study guide and transcript for this episode, then just visit our website, culips.com. That's the place where you can sign up, become a Culips member, and get unlimited access to the transcripts and study guides for all of our episodes. This is a question that I've been asked a few times recently, Suzanne. 
When I become a member, do I only get access to the new episodes? And the answer is no. When you become a member, you get access to our entire library from the start when we began Qlips all the way to the present and throughout the duration of your membership. That's a huge amount of learning materials, right? That's a huge library chock full of learning materials. Hours and hours and hundreds of episodes. It's a great resource for getting serious about improving your English. So becoming a Qlips member is a great way to support us, but it's not the only way. You could also support us by following us on social media. We're on YouTube and Instagram. Those are the best places to follow us, but we're also on Twitter and Facebook as well. You could also tell your friends who are learning English to check out the Qlips English podcast, or you could leave us a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Yeah, and if you want to get in touch with us, if you have questions, ideas for new episodes, you can contact us via email at contact at qlips.com. We love hearing from you. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, and we'll talk to you then. Take care and see ya. Bye, guys. <laughs>